Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard show with Doug Sprinthal. I gotta do Doug's name first. Oh, okay. He had to step out for a second. So Tom Bernard show with Doug Sprinthal. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back to kick off our one Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. You have the time to listen to me whine. About <laughs> oh, listen to you. Shut up, Cassie. God. Screw, calm, and get angry. <laughs> What's the other one? Keep cool. Oh, it's keep calm and carry on. Oh. Keep calm, carry on. That yeah, should be like, tattooed on Tom's chest. <laughs> no, screw calm and get angry. I already have the book. It's magnificent. And the first story we have today will piss everyone off that oh, no. has half a brain. Okay. I can't take much more of this. I'm just telling you. A marketing campaign adopted by the University of Wyoming in Laramie centered on the slogan, The World Needs More Cowboys. It has run into trouble as faculty members and Native American groups say it excludes women and people of color. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I can't take it anymore. Aren't they the Wyoming University of Wyoming Cowboys, or they were? I don't know. <clears throat> I just, I'm telling you, I can't. Everything is wrong, and everything sucks, and everything everything to do with white people is horrible now. Nope. Can't do it. it. It's just, un, well, white men. It's they are white the Wyoming men. Cowboys. Yeah, they're the Wyoming Cowboys. The world needs more Cowboys. The world needs more graduates of the University of Wyoming, you dumb bastards. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I'm just here to tell you. Well, the I good can't. news is all those little, I mean, I know it's been a couple of days, but I wanted to ask you about this because you probably were following it better than I have been. Those kids that got rescued from that cave. Yeah. Why was everybody mad at Elon Musk for, tra- for making a submarine to help rescue them? Were they? What is that noise? Yeah, I know. She's answering the guest. Oh, that's the yeah, guest. Yeah, we've been having some technical difficulties. Well, he can, he can come on right now if he wants. Are listening live? Are, there's a 
internet outage in our building. Yeah, there's an internet outage, so we couldn't do the show live today, but we're going to put it up. We're going to post it anyway. Anyway, so I'll get back to you on that. Let me finish this story. Okay. The motto was to be featured in promotional materials sent to prospective students, but complaints about its message from a campus with a diverse 12,000-strong student population prompted the school's board of trustees to take up the issue this week. The state's flagship college said the tagline anchored a broader campaign showing images of people of different races and genders. If you're a woman who graduated from the University of Wyoming, you're a cowboy. It's Mm. not that big a deal. No, this is something that should be ignored, but the news is pushing, so, you know. It's just, seriously, these people, these far lefties have got to back off. They're driving everyone nuts. The overly sensitive are really making America an uncomfortable place to live in because you yeah. just don't even know it's going to make people <clears throat> mad anymore. No, you don't. You have, I, I just, I don't know. In a vacuum, the term cowboy appears gender and perhaps race-specific, but in the context of the branding campaign, it is connected to images and words that show our cowboys are diverse of every sex and background university spokesperson. It says spokesman here, but I want spokesperson. Thank you for that. Chad Baldwin said, Daryl Hutchinson, cultural specialist with the Northern... Arapaho tribe in Wyoming said the slogan implied that people who do not fit the stereotypical implied. image of a cowboy. How many movies have you seen lately with cowboys that are black? Yeah, Tons really. Of them. Well, Every one, basically. Also, I mean, there are Mexican cowboys. They just have Absolutely. as a different name. There are Native Americans who appear as cowboys in movies. Yeah. It's always happened. A cowboy, a white man with a wide-brimmed hat riding the range on horseback, well, they're not welcome. Oh, oh, God. Come on. If you're not a white person, especially if you're an Indian, it would make you feel out of place. It wouldn't make you feel too well, good about yourself, he said. They I, might I, have a bit of a point to that. To what? That American Indians would be sensitive to that. If they went to the University of Wyoming, they're a cowboy. Yeah, and I can imagine if you are, are an Indian, a Native American, you wouldn't go to a school that offended you in the first place. Yeah, probably not. The issue is charged in Wyoming, the so-called cowboy state. <laughs> the entire state is known as the cowboy state, where the university's beloved football team is called the Cowboys, and whose emblems depict a rider on a bucking horse hat in upraised hand. The state prides itself on perseverance and rugged individualism qualities associated with the cowboy in American literature and Hollywood westerns. Jim Magana, I think is how you say his name, Magana, executive vice president of the Wyoming Stock Growers Association, said ranchers worried that the dispute was casting aspersions on a long time or a time-honored way of life and work. We are proud of the true image of the real cowboy or cowgirl, often a very diverse race or ethnicity, riding the range on a well-groomed horse while sporting a cowboy hat, chaps, spurs, and a rope, he said in a statement. Christine Boggs, co-chair of the Committee on Women and People of Color at the university, said she had no criticism of cowboys since her father was one, but added, if we're striving to be a diverse university, exposing our students to a broader scope of ideas... We have to invite them in a more positive, inclusive way. So are we going to get down to a point? I went to North High School for sophomore and half of my, excuse me, fresh, yeah, sophomore and half of my junior year before I quit. Um, They're called the Polars, the North High Polars. Uh, How are we going to include everybody if we're only talking about Polar people? Seriously. People, uh, how? Well, you know what, as as they're trying to... Um, dissect every tiny little thing of history yep. and they're trying to deconstruct history. This is kind of like the last, I mean, Wyoming, hardly anybody lives in Wyoming. Right? No, hardly anybody. So this is some way, this is another way of just attacking the status quo. You know, I'll be honest with you. If I went to college, which they'd never let me in, but you know, I'm just saying, if you could I probably to go college. to community college. Yeah, probably community college. They probably let me in community college. Uh, but in any case, I, I just, um, if I went to the University of Minnesota female dancers, what would I care? If that's where the school that the school I wanted to go to, if that was called, why would I care about that? Well, that's the whole thing is people 
people go to things and then they don't like it and then they want to or, or they want to they they go and then they want to change everything it's yeah. just that's just the american way right now is to be to get in and then change everything well again the american way right now is to hate white men it's not women it's not white women it's white men specifically mm. they hate them I saw something sort of uplifting yesterday. What did you see? Okay, so Alex has been telling me. Remember Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Yeah, okay. absolutely. There's a, there's a new uh, reboot. They don't call it Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They just call it Queer it's Eye. It's called Queer Eye, yeah. And they talked about how, you know, the first Queer Eye was about um, tolerance. Mm-hmm. And now <clears throat> this Queer Eye is all about acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had, uh, there's five of them. Five guys that go around right. and do this stuff, right. and um, they went in. They went to a small southern town in, I think it was Georgia, and they, the nomin, the nominee was is a cop, a white cop, mm-hmm. and the, the black guy on the show, and I don't know their names. I'm sorry because I'm terrible at names. Um, and the white cop kind of got into it about the whole race thing. Right. And about being afraid and not liking cops. And right. they both actually were like in tears and hugging each other by the end of the show about Good. how they finally got to talk. And at the end of the show, they interviewed the, um, the black guy. And he was like, I'm really happy that this happened. I was really against doing this show because it was white cops. And the white cop had Trump signs. In his garage, which they saw, mm-hmm. and they made comments, but they didn't ridicule him or make him feel terrible about, you know, who we voted for. Right. It was very, very nice to see that there, it wasn't like, oh my God, let's go and attack him and make it all about how much we hate this guy. No, I understand It was that very nice. So maybe the tide is turning. I certainly hope so. This is getting so obnoxious, it's unbearable. I think, I think, I think people on both sides of the aisle are feeling this. I hope so. I, I hope do. they are. It's gotten ridiculous when the University of Wyoming Cowboys, uh, they don't want them to be Cowboys anymore. They don't want the Cleveland Indians to be Indians. They don't want the Cowboys to be Cowboys. What do you want? Explain to us. See, to me, I understand Chief Wahoo's obnoxious, and I understand Redskins, the Washington yes. Redskins, is obnoxious. Yeah, that is. I have no problem with that. But Indians, Indio is all it means, right? With God is, is where the name Indian came from, from what I understand. Some people said they thought they were in India, but I don't believe that for one minute. Indio, with God, Indian. It's a great name, right? Well, unless that was a title forced upon them. And they, you know, because now it's like indigenous people or. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, Here's the situation. Eventually, we're all going to have to calm down and just try to get along with each other. First of all. You're never going to get along with everybody, but the, because there are going to be people. Look, Italians in their own country don't get along with each other because they're from a different region, and they don't tend oh, to like that. Scandinavians don't get along with San, each other. Exactly. What is that? <laughs> so, what Sweden and Norway? They don't get along at all, do they? Uh, or is well, it Denmark they, is in there? I, I think. I think yeah, Denmark's like been taken, or well, historically took over a lot of Scandinavian countries and they haven't been too happy about it. What I'm saying is we cannot be all-inclusive because we have people who are overweight that you can slam the hell out of them all you want. Uh, people that are too thin, oh, you're skinny as a rail, you're too tall, you're too short. They're a political party. You're a political party, or their skin color, their gender, their orientation. We cannot all be the same. I don't want everybody to be the same anyway. Diversity is a nice thing. I think diversity is a wonderful thing, actually, to tell you the truth. I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood, again, with Native Americans, with Mexicans, with black people, with white people. There were no Asians living in the neighborhood, but they didn't live in the neighborhood. So I I just, it's not as big a problem as these people are trying to make it out to be. It's just not anywhere near that big a problem. They're trying to make something, I'm not saying out of nothing. Obviously, people have been treated horribly over the years. Um, I just, I, we're at the point now where we can't be cowboys at the University of Wyoming, Wyoming anymore. I just don't understand that. And I'll never understand it. And the sweet release of death is the only way we're going to get out of this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. 
It's it is. It's <laughs> you people are going to drive yourselves insane trying to punish the white man. Well, it's you interesting. Really are. How many people are like? I'm just as soon as I can, I'm going to go off the grid completely. Good. Oh yeah. That's what people. Oh, are. People. People like that's a dream of people now because yep. it's so uh, stressful to be on the grid. Right. It is. You're absolutely right. Uh oh. Papa John's slides after founder finds of himself in hot water again. Oh, good Lord. Well, Papa John, why don't you just pipe down and stop talking? Uh, Papa John's International Incorporated's outspoken chairman, John Schnatter, which sounds real Italian, by the way. Schnatter. John Schnatter sounds like a real Italian name. Uh, is facing another controversy that is battering the shares of the pizza chain he founded just seven months after exiting the CEO role after making critical comments about the NFL's national anthem dispute. Schnatter is under fire following a media report he allegedly used a racial slur and graphic descriptions of violence against minorities on a May conference call with a media agency. Shares fell as much as 5.9% on Wednesday to 47.80 as of 11.05 a.m., the lowest intraday level since February of 2016. Uh, A Papa John's spokesperson declined to comment on the report but said an emailed statement that said the uh, company condemns racism in any insensitive language, no matter the situation. Is it insensitive language to tell someone to kiss your ass? I think so. That's too bad because I'm never giving that up. It's just never going to happen. Um, In my opinion, unless they deserve it. If they deserve it, I don't see why it's insensitive. (laughs) It's not insensitive. If you're a jackass, you're a jackass. Exactly. A media agency working with Papa John's decided to cut ties after Schnatter's alleged behavior on the May call. According to Forbes, the agency Laundry Service didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. Laundry Service uh, is owned by sports agency owner Casey Wasserman told staff at a May 31st letter that it would be ending its work with an unnamed client due to the regrettable recent events that several employees of Laundry Service witnessed during interactions with a client's executive, according to a copy of the letter obtained by Bloomberg News. The agency didn't name either the client or the executive in the letter. Following the incident, Laundry Service said it held a call with the client's chief executive officer to discuss winding down the media agency's work with the company. We also instructed the client that during this transaction, the executive who made the offensive remarks must not communicate directly with any Laundry Service employee, according to the letter. We are proud to share an understanding with you that racism and other forms of discrimination will not be tolerated. It doesn't say what he said, though. That would be interesting to know. Yeah, it doesn't even say who it would be aimed at. It just said people of color, so I don't know what that means. Uh, John Schnatter. I don't understand why John Schnatter would do something like that. We don't even know that he did. Well, that's true. You don't know that he really did do it. That's true. I don't know. Uh, Forbes reported that the incident took place in a call arranged between Papa John's executives and laundry service as a role-playing exercise for Schnatter to prevent future public relations missteps. So... If he's using language playing a character, that's acting. That's not really him. I don't. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, 
Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Sure was a delay the music. You play that hippie music and it doesn't come up right away. Way to go. They should call you. What? They should call you now. Yeah, it's calling me right now, yes. It's wonderful. Whenever we have technical problems, Tom's not going to calm down for about three days, so. You're, you're dreaming, honey. There's no music that can take care of it. I cannot hear a word you're saying. The music is really loud. Is it loud? It's really loud. Very Only it's not too bad. See, I told you. You're a disaster. You're a complete disaster. He's going to be on high anxiety now for a couple of days. High anxiety. Yes, you are. Any sort of technical glitch. I just... You uh, lose your mind. I really wish these tech companies would not keep talking about how wonderful their product is when it's a piece of garbage. It works most of the time. Oh, oh boy. My car works most of the time, but it strands me in uh, the mountains. My pacemaker works most of the time. The pacemaker works most of the time, but... (laughs) It's the most overrated product in the history of products. It does wonderful things when it works. I think it's just getting so junked up. I think that's probably true. It's turned into just such a piece of crap because of all the clickbait and all the ads. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, you you can't wade through anything anymore. That's true. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio in a security detail violated both Mexican and U.S. immigration laws. By crossing the border on foot during a visit near El Paso, Texas, U.S. Customs and Border Protection alleges in a letter obtained by the Associated Press, the mayor's office flatly denied the allegation. Why is he down on the Mexican border anyway? I don't know. I mean, if you're on vacation, I understand, but in an official capacity, why would the mayor of New York have anything to do with the Mexican border? Maybe he's it. protesting. Yeah, maybe you can shut I up for once. His real name is like Hoyt Wilhelm anyway. It's not even Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Wilhelm. It is. It is. His name is like Warren Wilhelm. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. That's not what very... idiot. That's not very New York electable name. Yeah. I'm mad at you, Dad, so I'm going to change my name from Adolf Hitler. Well, may as well be. Don't you, yeah, it was totally a political thing. Yeah, it yes. Was. Yeah. It was totally political. And, of course, they fell for it because democracy doesn't work. Yeah. De Blasio, a fierce critic of the Trump administration's immigration policies, went to the Texas border with about 20 other mayors from around the country on June 21st, the day after President Donald Trump signed an order stopping family separations at the border. So you're going to go down there and you're going to check out and find out. You'll you'll take care of it, is what you're saying, right? Well, I think what... I think what that whole little mission was about was to, you know, go down there and say, see, we don't want children in cages like the last three administrations have done. They have not put any children in any cages. Well, never the happened. holding areas were, were fenced in, so it looked like cages. I don't think you were here when we were talking about that kid's foot that went through the asphalt. No. Uh, because of global warming, this kid uh, said that his, his foot went through the asphalt because it was so hot and was about a foot deep in a hole. It wasn't a funnel shape, which it would be if you, yeah. you know, right? I asked Andy what the temperature would have to be for that to happen. He said 300 degrees. That's pretty hot. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hot. Another garbage piece of news. It's not true in the least. Come on, man. Uh, unless the road was built horribly or the path was built horribly and there was no foundation underneath the asphalt, and that's not... It has nothing to do with a heat problem. It has to do with horrible construction. 
Yeah, the only thing I've ever had happen to me is, you know, when they do the the patch cracks yeah. on asphalt, mm-hmm. and yep. they, it's like that tarry stuff. Yeah. And you in a hot day, if you walk across it, I've lost my shoe got stuck to it. I can <laughs> see like, that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I lost my flip flop. But yeah, that's the only thing I've never seen asphalt literally, unless it's freshly laid. But you shouldn't be walking on that if, regardless, if it's sixty degrees yeah. out. We used to have this weird flat roof thing. I, I think our, our house was a, an original um, farmhouse, and I think that they dug in an underground garage, so they extended it somehow into the hill. And on top of it, every every 10 years or so, somebody would come and spray it with some sort of tar thing. Oh, yeah, and, the house you grew up in. Yeah, and then put, uh, like, gravel on it. And when it got really hot, that stuff would bubble. And I mm-hmm. remember, and I'm and I'm out there popping the bubbles with my <laughs> fingers. It's probably completely toxic. That's yeah. great. Well, of course it's toxic. Tar fumes. Yeah, and I'd say they're smelling it. Oh, on there, my mom was like, "Oh, are you having fun? Are you having fun poisoning yourself?" <laughs> yeah, never thought that it would be all toxic. De Blasio went to a holding facility for immigrant children, but was denied entry. He then went to Mexico and crossed into the United States to get a view of the facility. <laughs> The New York Police Department runs de Blasio's security detail. According to the letter, a uniformed Border Patrol agent noticed a group of the Rio Grande River floodplain south of the Tornillo, Texas, port of entry, taking photos of the holding facility. The agent asked if anyone from the Border Patrol or Public Affairs was there to authorize their presence. A New York Police Department inspector said no, according to the letter. And when the agent asked the group how they arrived, they pointed to Mexico. The agent told them they'd cross the border illegally and asked them to remain there while he got a basically... Backup? Yeah, probably backup is a good way to put it. But, uh, you know, it's just... The agent told them they'd cross the border illegally and asked them to remain there while he got a supervisor and took them to an official crossing for an inspection per federal law, according to the letter. But the group disregarded the order. Of course they did. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, and drove back to Mexico anyway. I I mean, you are a, a politician in yeah. a fairly high office. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I, I just, I don't understand. Don't, whatever they want, that's what he's doing. Whatever he feels like. Whatever all of them feel like. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, God. The mayor crossed the border with a direct approval and under the supervision of the Border Patrol supervisor at this port of entry, Phillips said in an email Tuesday night to the AP. Any suggestion otherwise is a flat-out lie and an obvious attempt by someone to attack the mayor because of his advocacy for families. Yes, I want to attack you because you advocate for families. Is that that people believe that kind of thing? I know they do. That's the worst part. I'm telling you, everything is about marketing and making them look better. And trying to yeah yeah and trying to win elections. This is um, what it's all about. Doug's back. I am. About time he got here. He's an hour late, but other than that, the Castaway Island. He's finally time. back from his Castaway Island. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, Mayor De Blasio crossed into Mexico and back over to the United States both times it was illegal to do so. And now he's trying to get around by saying, we'll do it. And then they drove back into Mexico when the Border Patrol agent told him, don't go back to Mexico. They did it anyway. A spokesman for the Border Protection had no comment. The letter was sent June 25th by Aaron Hall, the chief patrol agent for the Border Patrol's El Paso sector, to New York Police Department Commissioner James O'Neill. So... Why don't you just calm down? How about that? Stop sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. There were a bunch of mayors that went down to the Mexican border to make sure all the kids were in their proper cages. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which never happened. There were not kids in cages. We're not animals. Oh, God, this is terrible. This is a, te- this is a sad story. Oh, goody. It's kind of sad when sad stories cheer you up. Oh, my God, Doug. What did I miss so far? (laughs) You missed the fact, you know, the University of Wyoming Cowboys? Yeah. They put out a a little slogan called, the world needs more cowboys. Now women and people of color are saying it's racist. So we need cow, world needs more cow people. Cow people. (laughs) The world needs more cow people. But then the Native Americans don't like that either. World needs more cows. 
Will yeah, we? that's no. good. Cows. I think they're against <laughs> cows, too. They're 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 against, against, they're against cows, <laughs> I think they're against cows. They might be against cows, too. That's probably true. I think there's any vegetarians in Wyoming? I saw the funniest no. post. No, <laughs> Somebody posted, I'm sick and tired of eating the same food. When are they going to come out with new animals? <laughs> They're wait, trying wait, really hard. Now? Run it by me again. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of eating the same food. Who said that? D- uh, Don Allen. No, Don Allen. Yeah, no. it was just a fu- It made me laugh out loud, Dave. <laughs> we, we just started watching Anthony Bourdain's show. Oh, We've never did? seen it before. It's like Triple D for uh, uh, the world, you know, mm-hmm. diners, drives, and dives. Yeah, it's really quite. Good. I can't watch Andrew. Is it Zimmern? Yeah, Zimmerman? Andrew Zimmern. Zimmern. Yeah, the stuff he eats. I know. Ugh. It's like it's you know, gross. goat toenails. Yeah, at least <laughs> talks about culture and what it's like. Well, it's and, actual food. Yeah, it's not like I'm starving. I need to eat this ant to survive food. Mm. He was in Koreatown with this famous artist, and he's t- talking about how they make Korean food and all this sort of stuff. And he says, "I'm going to take you to a special place from my childhood," and apparently in Koreatown in L.A. When there was a special event, everybody went to the Sizzler Steakhouse. The Sizzler? So he goes in there with Bourdain, and they're making, like, the Sizzler. meatball tacos and all oh kinds God. of weird stuff. It was really funny, actually. It's wonderful. The Sizzler. The Sizzler. The Sizzler. Yeah, that whole deal. I will tell you this. Speaking of Andrew Zimmer, as soon as the Lucky Cricket opens next door, I'll be over there. That's all I know. Is, he, is that his restaurant he's yeah. open? Oh, okay. Is he going to serve crickets? Night out. He well, might. maybe, maybe he I might. I heard that some, if you prepare them a certain way, they're actually pretty tasty. And cricket you know, flour and stuff that that's like going to be that's a thing. With a deep yeah. fryer and a quart of vodka, you can get just about yeah. anything. Yeah, true. Down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. An Australian doctor involved in freeing twelve young soccer players and their coach from caves in northern Thailand learned later that his father had died as the rescue effort was winding down. Oh. That's terrible. The father of Richard Harris. Someone left a cake out in the rain. That was Richard Harris, wasn't it? I think it was seven minutes of Richard. At least seven minutes, wasn't it? I don't know if I can take it. This was a hit song in the 60s, kid, called MacArthur's Park. MacArthur's Park. It was melting in the dark. The father of Richard Harris, a key member of the team of international experts involved in the dramatic rescue mission, died soon after all the boys were freed. Harris, an anesthesiast and underwater cave explorer, who was also known as Harry, was the last man out of the cave on Tuesday. Early this morning, Harry's father passed away here in Adelaide after they'd all come out of the cave, said Andrew Pierce of the MedStar Rescue Service. That's very, very sad. Did you hear who else died yesterday? No. Zsa no. Zsa. Oh, really? Oh, really? She did? Zsa Zsa Gabor's been Zsa-Zsa. dead for a long time. I thought she was oh. dead already. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. No, Jaja, the dog that just won the ugliest dog oh, contest two oh, weeks ago. Oh, poor Jaja. He just won two weeks ago and he died in his sleep. Oh. Or her sleep. Couldn't take the excitement. But it was one, with Jaja Gabor. It was one of those things. You thought she died like 20 years ago, but, but she, she was didn't. still kicking. Just yeah. a couple and years then, ago, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah 2016. <laughs> well, that's why when you said Jaja, I thought maybe she still was alive. Didn't another one of them just pass recently? Oh, what what, what were the other ones? There Eva? was Jaja and Eva. Eve. Right? Oh, Eva Gabor. Yeah. Ava Gabor. Ava. 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 I think she uh, might have died too, but I'm not positive. I could, <laughs> I know. I could be spending rumors. I can't use my uh, phone because <coughs> Tom's computer's tethered to mine and I'm worried about the battery. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I was reading this morning how they got those kids out of that cave. Oh, yeah. They were, they were you know, they, none Scary. of them knew how to swim, yes. so they knocked them out. That's why they had the anesthesiologist really? there, and they put them on basically gurneys, and they dragged them through. It was about a two-and-a-half-mile journey to get them out That is the craziest thing. <coughs> I mean, <coughs> and, me. and I guess the uh, pump failed right after they got everybody out of there. Hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do you want some water? There's, There's some water right there, know. brother. Yeah, since you're choking. What do you think? Doug's choking up a storm. <laughs> He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Phone thing. conferences do that to me. Oh, a phone conference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I, I was asking about that before. So Elon Musk was making. Did oh, they yeah, use yeah. the submarine? Did the submarine get done? No. no so why was everybody mad about him about making the submarine? Why are they mad at him about making the submarine? I don't know. There just was a lot of negative press that he was just doing it to, you know, get attention. Yeah. So. I feel like he doesn't have enough attention already. Yeah. He's probably well, one of the most famous people in the world. 
That's very, very true. There's no question about that. I was that, like, if so. he's doing something and paying for it himself to help rescue people, then I'm that's okay. Right? Yeah. Is I, that a bad thing? I don't know why that's bad, but they, they think he just did it to draw attention to himself. Is that why they're upset? Stupid immigrant. Yeah, damn immigrant. <laughs> so Typical. He, didn't, he didn't get it done. No, this, they couldn't use the sub for some reason. Okay, well, maybe maybe he'll make one. Yeah. You know, or whatever he's working on will be something that can be used in the future. No, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. it would be good. Here's another idea. Let's not uh, have a 25-year-old soccer coach leading 12 kids into a cave when the yeah, thing's about to flood. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't understand why he did that. Was it like a field trip thing or something? Or I, Maybe. He was going to teach him how to smoke pot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you got to go two and a half feet into a cave. You don't want to get caught. <laughs> we'll hide in the cave well, and then everything will be good. I don't know. if you Did you ever go... Ex- cave exploring down by the river nope we did. i know my brother did I and there did was not. a there was some kid that i don't know he passed out there some, was some yeah. sort of gas in there or something and well, they had to take him out of there yeah i, I want to say we went down uh so, somewhere in saint paul yeah and mm-hmm. we went through some caves and everything and there was um down by minnehaha and then there was like um some bluffs we got to climb and everything and one of my classmates actually slipped off and fell about 12 feet onto oh. rocks Ouch. and we had to perform uh first aid because she was her whole side oh. of her face got smashed oh. and she had to have reconstructive surgery well, isn't that though yeah was that was trip. a fun field trip all right we will be back <laughs> part three hour one right after this tom bernard show Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now, 651-748-4477, or visit them online at drivewithpriority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down 77 pounds, and in a couple of weeks, I'll do one more round to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It's on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods, too. That's important. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd, just call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Oh, that's oh, very there nice. There we go. Yeah. Maybe that'll calm him down. Should we just play this over and over Tame. the whole time? Knock it off, L.A. <laughs> Nick. I know, we miss L.A. Nick. We need to have... Breathing. Breathing. <laughs> he does. He does nose breathing. I'll keep like, interrupting you, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Talk really loud. And dominate the conversation. Well, I I understand. I've I've been through work. There's a doorbell in the hallway. (laughs) So why why is it that L.A. couldn't make it in today? Personal reasons. He just has personal reasons. Day of rest. Yes, another vacation from his vacation. He showed up. Maybe he's still taking the trash can down to the end of the driveway. Yeah. Because he posted a picture. He's like, I didn't realize this was going to be such a long haul. It's so funny. I I drove up there uh, because we still own a piece of that property and um, to meet somebody. And he's out there on the tractor. And he's just like, he's, uh, he's obsessed with keeping the the pasture is, you know, just, I don't know, two and a half inches high or something like that. Mm. He can't stand to see the grass grow. 
We got to get him a black cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, we should. The Italian cowboy. I know. He's really. I, I don't know. It's. It, it seems like he's into all of the. You know, farm chores kind of things. He doesn't have any animals or anything, so mm-hmm. he just has to take care of the grass. Right. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> but that is a lot. And it, it, but it, he seems he complains about it, but he seems to enjoy being I out on the tractors and stuff. Yeah, I do the same thing. I complain about it, but I like doing yard work. Yeah, it's good therapy. I think. I Let me That's give true. you my address. If you're ever yeah, failing to exactly. cut my grass, he'll pay you three dollars an hour. I can't seem to get anybody to do it. I know, right? I, <laughs> I'm, I couldn't need get to... the lawnmower started. Oh, you mean this one? Yep. Oh, how'd yeah. you do that? Yeah. <laughs> now you're talking about me, aren't you? <laughs> Not knowing how to start a lawnmower yeah. or a vacuum cleaner or anything else. <laughs> I told you, I just, I got some Semitic blood in me, and I don't, I'm not good at that my, handyman crap. My favorite Tom Bernard story. Which oh, Jesus, here we go. Jesus was a carpenter. Of course, there's nothing, you can't find anything ever built. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that. Tom's wandering around the kitchen with two pieces of bread, wondering where the toaster is. <laughs> I didn't know where the hell a toaster was. It was downstairs on my... Catherine needs a GoPro cam. <laughs> well, first of all, it's like, wait, Tom's going to make toast? That was, you know, the shocker. You know, I go through that, too. And we've got a, our kitchen is huge. It's got a center island you could get six people on. And it's got a dining room table in it that you could seat eight people at. And mm-hmm. counters everywhere. Sarah has to take the toaster when it's not being used, put it on a little tray, and then hide it in one of the cupboards. Like, oh, it, it, you have all this counter space. Yeah. I understand. Anyway. Why would you just put a toaster in there? I don't want to turn on a toaster oven and then wait till it heats up and then you, you insert the you bread. You, pr- you press toast and start. Toast. See start. how difficult that is. I just <laughs> no, like to put it in and go <laughs> clap. You want start. the little, yeah, just push it down. And then it pops up and goes, I'm ready. Yeah, no, it pops up and it's not done or it's burned Never. or it sticks Never. in there. No. Just go for the raw Pop Tarts. <laughs> oh god, the raw pop tarts have to be so bad. Are you Toasted kidding? ones are Andy horrendous. Andy lived on raw pop tarts as a child. <laughs> There's raw certain Pop-Tarts? ones I like that are not toasted. No, I like the chocolate chip cookie dough one. That's oh, about it. Gross. So but I sweet. Use a, but Disgusting. see, I, I have that as like a dessert, not a meal. So oh, like, if I oh, have well, a sweet tooth, okay. then I'll take a pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. I know this for a fact. Because I actually witnessed it once when he was a very young man. Prince used to stand around and eat cake frosting out of a can with a spoon. Oh, yeah! At one time in That's my life, sweet. I could have that much sugar, but now oh, it just is too gross. My when, uncle. when I was twelve, we used me and my best friend used to do that in Maine. We'd go to the general store and we'd get the Duncan's frosting in a can, oh, right? God. And Three just... Musketeer bars. Oh, you go in the middle oh, of the lake, oh, and dunk, uh, Three Musketeers in there. <laughs> my uncle used to clean carpets. I get, where's my insulin? <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, he used to clean. He was a twenty-four hour carpet cleaning service. This is back in the seventies and eighties, and about. Two or three o'clock in the morning, he gets this call. Yes, we need you to come over. Um, we had a cake fight, and we have frosting everywhere. Okay, what's the address? It was Paisley Park. He oh, had to go really? over to there Prince's house. They had a cake fight <laughs> yep. at like two o'clock in the oh, morning, yeah. and had to get ca- frosting and cake out of the carpets. I'm yep. sure there was no drug use. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> I tell you what, though, I did hear "Let's Go Crazy" on the way in today. Oh, what a great, great song! song. That is oh, a fun I miss song. Prince. A million was, of them. Yeah, he did. He was. I mean, I know a lot of people got irritated with him when they'd go to a concert, and he would just like jam out for an hour straight without even singing, just jamming. But to appreciate him as a musician, everyone compared him to Michael Jackson. There's no comparison no. to me no. because no. Michael wasn't a music. I mean, he played. Piano. Yeah, he could and play stuff. a little bit, but, but he was more of a Prince performer. Is a great musician. Yeah, yeah yes. he, you know, Michael danced and sang, sure. and that was about yeah, it. Was, but yeah. Prince. Ballpark. I mean, when I went to Paisley Park, Dave and I went for the VIP tour, and to see all the guitars he played, I mean, it was just, um, it was phenomenal. Just to see that was what made that music, and then we went into the recording studios. It was like very overwhelming. It's like wow, a lot of great even not even princess stuff but a lot of great stuff came out of this mm-hmm. room right. mm-hmm. so it, it was very surreal the onion posted something a couple week at, <laughs> weeks after he died an onion. it said prince music vaults found to contain thirty thousand hours of billy <laughs> yeah. joel covers <laughs> <laughs> <I saw that. laughs> 
<laughs> no, it, it, I tell you, I you know, have memories about Prince and a minute after midnight on uh, in 1999 yeah. on January 1st there it was there it mm-hmm. was. We rang in the year with 1999 and Prince and I just was not a fan of the when doves cry stuff I, uh, yeah. see I love that it was oh, Purple he, Rain that's one of my yeah. favorite Purple Rain's albums Purple a great song Purple yeah. Rain's a great song he had a lot I of like, my name is stuff. Prince and Sexy MF those are great too I know <laughs> I know <laughs> Or, ju- or just like, I, what was that one? Ten minutes of, this is the sound of Minneapolis. This yeah. is the sound of Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, some of his stuff was very weird. Yeah. But you, you learn to appreciate that stuff for what, what kind of artist he was. Well, and I just wanted to play around with his music, too. I mean, it was can't kinda, blame him. Yeah, when we were in the music, in the studio, recording studio, they actually played a snippet of his album that he was working on before he died. Uh, he was actually going to do a jazz album. Oh, that would have been great. And they played a little bit of what he was working on. It was kind of a mix of jazz and funk. It was actually pretty cool. I wonder if somebody's going to get their hands on it and finish it for him, as they sometimes do. I Let's don't hope know. N- Let's hope not. Yeah, they do yeah. that sometimes just for the cash. What was that yeah. horrible Beatles song they released? Free that? as a bird. Oh, God. Oh, but I'm good. free as a bird. <laughs> But we did use it on the KQ Morning Show. Remember that guy, Brad? Blanks. No, not Brad Blanks. There was a guy who was accused of killing his wife, and he said he didn't do it. And It was the same exact time that song came out, so we recut it as free as a Brad. <laughs> he didn't care much for that, but I don't know where he ended. He went to, like, Arizona or something. I don't remember that. Brad. Hmm. His name was Brad something. I can't remember his name, but he he killed his wife, or, or they accused him of killing his wife. I don't know. He said he didn't do it, but uh, who knows? Well, it's not like they would My come out My name is say, Brad, and I'm not funky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there it is right there. Well, the, oh, God, Meghan Markle needs to shut up. She really does. Oh, what now? While visiting Ireland with Prince Harry, she appears to have voiced support for the recent referendum in favor of legalizing abortion. I don't think the royal family should be no. piping yeah, up. No, no, they should not. This fits with Markle's stance as a vocal feminist, but it's a contentious issue in Ireland, and senior royals aren't supposed to get involved. I thought Ireland just voted to... Didn't they just vote to legalize it? That's what they're talking about they right did. here. Yeah. Yes. Like a month or two ago. But the thing is, is that she is an American, and she's never going to be able to keep her mouth shut. No, well, <laughs> so, that's true. Because Americans that's can't keep their mouth shut. Uh, Navigating these issues can be a minefield. Markle is still getting started as a royal and may end up taking a different path on some issues. But you just want to shut up. That's what you want to do. Just shut up. Let them get through it. Meghan Markle appeared to voice support for the results of Ireland's recent recent referendum on abortion laws as part of her visit to the country, breaching a royal protocol about weighing in on political issues. An Irish senator tweeted that she and Markle had discussed the referendum at a reception on Tuesday evening. A pleasure to meet Prince Harry and the Duchess of Sussex at the British ambassador's residence this evening. uh, Senator Catherine Noon from the ruling, what is it, Fingale? It's Uh, Fingale, isn't it? I'm not sure how to pronounce it for that. The Fingale party. The Duchess and I had a chat about the recent referendum results. She watched with interest and was pleased to see the result. Don't do that. Do you know anything about being a royal at all? She's new to it. Is it a rhetorical question, or are you asking Andy? Yes, I'm asking Andy. That's exactly what I'm doing right there. We'd rather be royals. What's that song? Oh, by Lord. Lord, yeah, that's right. That was a huge hit for a while. Oh, my God. There's a lot of really weird news today. Woman arrested in beating of 91-year-old man. You can see this guy. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy's beat to hell. Yeah, she, hit, she beat him with a rock. Why? Oh, he was Mexican, and he was in L.A. or something visiting his family, and she just went after him. And what? then she told there were some guys coming by, and then she said, yeah, this guy tried to grab my daughter. And so they started kicking the crap out of him, too. Oh so she's God. mentally ill, in other words. Well, oh, there's God. been a lot of this hatred against by some white people against people that aren't white. It was a black girl. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice try Sorry. there. It's throwing the white Dang people it. under the bus again. Typical. I hate whitey. Typical commie <laughs> that you are. I don't know about the guys, though. I haven't heard about them. Are they being charged, even? I don't know. 
A week after a 91-year-old Mexican man says he was beaten with a concrete block in Southern California, oh a woman has been arrested in connection with the assault, authorities said. Lakeisha Jones. Yes. As white as it gets. Doug. That's right. <laughs> Princess Lakeisha. Lakeisha Jones, 30, was arrested Tuesday night in Los Angeles on suspicion of beating Rodolfo Rodriguez last week. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said she was being held on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon with bail set at $200,000. I just passed her, and she hit me. Rodriguez, who was recovering at his relative's Willowbrook home south of Los Angeles. Oh, it was with a concrete brick. A yeah, con- concrete <laughs> Well, this says block here, but it was a Con. brick, actually. Well, Jeez. I mean, it's a cube of concrete. That's Without warning, thing. the woman hit him with a concrete block, he said, and enlisted a group of men to kick him. I didn't even bump into her kid, Rodriguez, Rodriguez said. I just passed her, and she pushed me and hit me until she was done. Uh, a witness, Ms. Bell Borges, said she saw a woman hitting Rodriguez in the head with a block. I heard her saying, go back to your country, go back to Mexico, she told CNN by phone. Authorities say Jones is black and a Los Angeles resident. Rodriguez, who said he travels about twice a year from his home in Mexico to visit relatives in Willowbrook, suffered a broken jaw, broken cheekbones, two broken ribs, bruises on his face, back and abdomen. He spent five or six hours in the hospital. See, was that a microaggression against white people that you thought it was instantly white? Yeah, microaggression. There was just, there was some guy I saw on YouTube that was going after this gal with a Puerto Rican USA t-shirt. Oh, yeah. There's been a whole bunch of those. It's the go back your country and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and I've seen, you know, there's been all kinds of stuff. Is there a black woman on a bus screaming about how much she hates white people? I wonder how much of this is staged and how much of it's real. Well, Mm. this guy's got a bunch of busted ribs. Well, yeah, I agree with this one, but I I think there are a lot of staged things. Here's the thing that, well, there's a lot of things that bug me about this, but one of the things that goes unnoticed is a lot of these things are videotaped. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, put the effing phone down and help the guy's 92. That'd be good. That'd be good to help him out. We don't need to videotape uh, the world. I it's... think everybody's afraid of everybody. Yeah. That's the other yeah. problem. Well, yeah, some woman starts beating an old man with a brick. I'm not going anywhere near yeah, her. She might have a gun Why or she not? might yeah, have I a would. boyfriend I nearby. I, I mean, I would help too. Yeah. But... I'll tell you this. I think in the very near future, there's going to be a huge... Uh, chasm between blacks and Mexicans in the United States because political parties kiss ass on whoever has the most votes and that's going to be Mexicans Mm -hmm. and it's going to be by far so basically black people get passed right over I mean that's what's going to happen and it's going to be vicious when it does happen so I, I don't know what the we're headed down some really really bad roads we really are the latest line of attack from liberals against Bert Kavanaugh, that's, or Brett Kavanaugh, I guess his name is. Uh, he's up for uh, the Supreme Court. He's a nominee oh, right. of President Trump. The latest line of attack from liberals against Brett Kavanaugh, President Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court, is knocking the judge for his frat boy-sounding first name. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll be damned if we're going to let five men, including some frat boy named Brett, strip off... Boy, they just hate Brett? white men, don't yeah, they? They sure do. They just hate white men and everything about them. I'm just glad Trump Ugh. didn't nominate Judge Jeannie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Judge Judy <laughs> or Judge Judy or whoever she is. That yeah, would have exactly. been a disaster. Yeah, and let me just tell you how I'm ruling. I don't think she'd ever take the job. She makes <laughs> no. about $47 million yeah. a year. So yeah. she's not yeah, taking that job. She'd be an anyway. idiot to leave that job. Right. Oh, uh, God. Of course, Stephen Colbert, who's not funny in the least. Uh, of CBS Late Show also mocked Kavanaugh. So now you're mocking the name Brett? What is wrong with the name Brett? I don't know. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back with Hour 2 in a few minutes.